Welcome to Horror Nights and Podcast with me, your host, Crystal, where I talk about anything and all horror. So on this podcast, I give you my honest and horrific opinion on a different horror movie every week. I drop spoilers and never lie. I always keep it real. Sometimes I do specials and sometimes I have co-hosts. So to keep up with all things horror and the Horror Nights and Podcast, please join my horror family. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at HorrorDaddiesRUs. Uh, you can follow me on Tumblr at Horror Nights and Podcast. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Horror Nights and Podcast. So to find all the latest news about me, I would definitely follow my Twitter first because that's where I usually run my polls and things. So, yeah. Um, so I have a ton of fun over there, and I love interacting and chatting with you guys. So definitely please join my Horror Nights in Horror family. I'll also be sure to follow and subscribe and comment and like my podcast, whatever app you use. I'm available for your listening pleasure, obviously, on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, so just a couple things we got to talk about first. Um, how are you guys doing? I hope everyone had a great week. I literally just walked into my door. Um, I went for a run this morning because I am, yep, I am that person that goes running. Um, so if you hear me moving around or anything, it's because I'm trying to rehydrate and also I'm still kind of sweaty. Uh, I don't know if that's TMI. Sorry about that, guys. But I literally just wanted to come in here because today is Saturday, May 11th, and it is podcast day. So I'm literally doing all this uh, before 9 p.m. tonight. <laughs> so I hope you guys are having a great Saturday so far. Um, so just some things to kind of go over. Um, if you are not following me on Twitter, please do so. Um, I would really love that because for some reason, I feel like my Twitter account or my, subs- or blah, 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 my followers are at like a weird paradox of like 18, like 1830 and like it drops and then it goes back up and drops. It's so weird. I don't know what's going on, but anyway, um, I really want to get out of this weird 1830 paradox. I don't even know if that makes sense, but, um, I'm going to go on my Twitter right now and let's see, what are we at? Oh, well <laughs> we're at 1841. So I guess that's a little bit better. Um, but yeah, for months it felt like I was stuck at this this 18, it was like 1829, 1830, not that it it really fucking matters, Crystal, why are we even talking about this? But um, anyway, yeah, go follow me on Tumblr too. I love Tumblr. Um, I love everything that I find on Tumblr. It's kind of like that app that I always forget about. And then when I go and I find it again, I get really excited. Um, So follow me on there. Instagram is fun too. Uh, Instagram, I post a lot of um, kind of the same things that I would post on Tumblr, but um, with my Instagram, I add things to my story. Um, So that's fun over there too. Um, Definitely um, check out, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Sorry, I'm trying to do something on my my phone here. I'm trying to see if we have any new... um, Oh, okay. So, um, if you follow me on iTunes, you see that my icon has changed. Um, I kind of wanted to get a little bit more in your face with it, obviously to show you my face. Uh, so hopefully that will make people click on it. Not because it's my face, but you know what I mean? Um, anyway, so if you have not, um, if you haven't, um, rated or reviewed my podcast on iTunes, please do so. It definitely, uh, helps other people listen and find my podcast. Um, another thing, um, if you have friends that love horror movies, uh, like we do, obviously it's why you're listening to this podcast, definitely tell them about my podcast. I feel like I keep it pretty simple on this channel or on this channel, on this, on this, uh, on, uh, on this podcast. Um, I try not to get too technical with my things because <laughs> I'm not super technical. <laughs> I kind of just like to sit here and hang out with you guys and talk about horror movies. And, um, even though life has been absolutely fucking crazy lately, and, um, you would know that if you listen to my paranormal activity, 
podcast in the beginning, I kind of talked about like my electricity going off and just crazy things happening. And, um, but I always, always, always love coming back and just sitting and, um, just talking about horror movies because it's something that I really enjoy. And like I said, I love interacting with you guys and I love talking to new people on Twitter. I feel like I, I, I talk to, to people, um, on there and interact with people, you know, that I wouldn't in real life, obviously, because it's, it's Twitter, but it is cool. So anyway, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, definitely, um, follow me on my social media platforms. Um, DM me if you have, if you want me to do a movie, I literally just got a DM, um, this week, uh, from someone, um, and they were asking me to do, um, the body snatchers. Um, so I'm going to do the body snatchers, not today, obviously, but I will eventually. Um, because you know, he just DM me and was like, Hey, can you just do this movie? And I was like, yeah, sure. Of course. Like if you, if honestly guys, like it's not, I'm not super strict when it comes to my movie selections. I like, I mean, if you guys follow me on Twitter, then, you know, I, I literally tweeted out on Thursday. I was like, all right guys, you pick the movie this week. Cause I don't know what you guys want to hear. Cause I would rather you guys talk to me and tell me what you want to hear. And, um, you know, it just, it just, you know, it makes it a little bit easier for me because you, you all know how many freaking horror movies are <laughs> that are out there. Uh, so anyway, moving on, we're going to move into, um, what I was most excited about this week. Sorry guys. My nose is running. The allergies are on here really bad. Um, what I wanted, what I was most excited about this week was it chapter two. The, the teaser trailer came out from Warner brothers. Um, and I got to say, I am so excited for September 6th, guys. Like, I am so, so excited. Um, I watched the trailer probably 14 times at this point. Um, I loved that they did the entire scene in the beginning. I loved the little snips at the end. Um, I loved everything about it. I'm just so, 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 so excited. Um, I loved the creepy old lady. I loved the fact that she was literally just like peeking around a corner and they made it so fucking creepy. Um, I love, um, you know, the cast that they're going to have. Um, I just, I really love everything about the, uh, the trailer and I can't wait to actually see the full trailer. Cause I, 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 it says teaser trailer. So I assume they're going to obviously drop more trailers for September. Um, so I'm really excited about that and it seems to have a good response. Um, there were a few people that said some kind of negative things about it, but whatever. <laughs> um, so uh, that kind of brings me into what I want to do this week for my chit chat with Crystal is kind of being negative about a lot of things. Um, you know, if, you, if you're looking at something and you're in a situation and you're kind of only looking at the, the, the negative part of it and you're kind of just like making comments about the, the bad parts or something that you didn't like or something like that, you know, just don't stop. <laughs> um, I guess what I mean by that is you kind of have to look at things look at things from all kinds of different angles, you know, appreciate the fact that whatever situation you're in, try to look for the positive things. Now I know that it's super duper hard to do that. I mean, with all the bullshit that I've been dealing with, with my apartment, as you guys know, if you've been listening for a while, um, I have pretty much lost all hope with it. Now, I of course, I still live here. I'm not planning to to move any uh, at least until my lease is up. My lease is not up until like February of next year, so I have some time to kill before then. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I try and find the positive things. Now, I, I guess a positive spin on this would be I am learning about how houses work. <laughs> Um, I'm learning how to cold call people and ask them, um, explain my problem to them and have them come out and try and fix it. And then I'm like, when they're here, I'm like trying to, but anyway, the point of the matter is I really just can't stand when people complain or when they, when they only nitpick about negative things. Um, I've had friends in my life that I have been very close with and, um, we've kind of not been as close 
over the past few years because they're very negative and they kind of just use me and they kind of just use me as like an emotional doormat kind of thing, kind of just talk about their problems and they're very negative about things. And even when I've tried to help them over the years, they're kind of just still like, oh, well, nothing's ever going to get any better and things like that. And even if this person is joking, it still kind of holds some kind of value. Um, because I feel like when people joke about themselves and they're like, oh my God, I'm so stupid or, oh my God, I'm so ugly. I'm so fat. It's, it's like, you're kind of joking about something that's obviously bothering you, but you're also allowing those feelings to kind of like take over. And I'm not the kind of person that really gives into negative thinking. Uh, at this point in my life, after all the bullshit that I've been through, uh, I am 30 years old now, I'll be 31 this year. Um, with all the shit that I've gone through in my life, I've just learned to not, not really control anything anymore. Um, I wake up in the morning and, you know, I used to do all these like, um, affirmations and I used to do all this meditation and I used to do all these things. And I was, you know, trying to be like a magnet of all these, all these wonderful feelings and everything. And I feel like in, or in doing that, I was controlling my life to an extent where it was like, well, stop trying to control all of these things and just let it happen. I feel like when you want something in your life and you're continuing to, to grip it and you're continuing to like, um, you're just like, you worry about it all the time or you're like, no, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Like, like, let's say you're having money problems or something and you're like, the money will be there. The money's coming. I have tons of money. And it's like, well, no, I really don't have tons of money right now. I'm working really hard in order to get that money. And you know, a lot of people are saying, well, like you have to act as if you already have it. And I'm like, okay, like I understand that, but I tried and it didn't exactly work, but at the same time, it's like, you know, everybody has different beliefs. Everybody has different things that they want to, that they think. But I honestly just believe that as long as you don't try to just try to look at things in a positive light, don't try to nitpick negative things. Um, you know, just try not to control things either. Like life will happen regardless of whether you wake up in the morning, do affirmations, or if you wake up in the morning, watch YouTube, or if you wake up in the morning and you're pissed off or, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously like I want everybody who's listening to wake up and be happy, but at the same time, do what you're comfortable with. So like for me, for example, uh, for, uh, like maybe a week or so I was waking up and I was listening to all these affirmations and everything. And I was just like, these are great, but I'd rather be like listening to a podcast or something. So just do what makes you happy. Um, try to be positive. Uh, try not to, you know, nitpick at things and try not to be negative, you know, take things for what they are, look for the good in things and just live your life. Um, I guess my cat wants to be a part of this podcast because I'm sure you've heard her meowing. She's still meowing a little bit. Um, and I, I do like reading self-help books too. Um, I'm currently reading You Are a Badass and I do like it a lot. Um, but once again, there's a lot of affirmations and like meditation things in there and like, you know, positive thinking, which, which I said I do agree with, but to an extent. Um, I don't believe in taking it to the extreme. I don't believe in, you know, making it like your life's work to, you know, come up with these affirmations. So, uh, I don't even know if you guys know what I'm talking about anymore. Do I know what I'm talking about anyway? <laughs> so yeah, guys, just, just wake up and just live your life and go with the flow and try not to control things and try and be positive too. You know, if you feel like it's something that you're like, oh, this is just the way that I've been my whole life and this is how I'm going to be, um, and you're still kind of stuck and you're in, in, uh, this, you know, negative mentality, then definitely, you know, seek help. I've told you guys plenty of times in my podcast that I have a therapist and I've been, I've been going to a therapist for almost a year and, um, she has definitely helped me with my mental, um, my mental health. Um, you know, it's not a cure all, but it's something that will, that I think everybody should do. And I, I don't believe that there should be a taboo around therapy. I think therapy is great. It's great having that third party outside perspective on your life and someone obviously who went to school and is licensed to, to do so. So, um, Definitely, if you're feeling, if you ever feel depressed or if anything's ever going on in your life, um, 
obviously you can reach out to me. I'm always here to listen, but I am not a licensed therapist. Um, these chit chat with crystals are kind of just little things that I learned throughout my week and things I want to talk to you guys about. Um, so yeah, uh, if therapy is something that you are wondering about and if you're scared to talk to anybody in your life about it, you can definitely, uh, DM me and we can talk about it. I have absolutely, um, no judgment here. I do not. I am all for, um, mental health being very important along with, you know, your physical health as well. So, um, all right. So that's enough with me. Ah, sorry guys. My cell phone just fell. Um, this is my life. So, all right, let's get into the movie we are doing, uh, this evening. So, and also if you're listening and you're a mom, happy mother's day. Tomorrow is mother's day. Yay. Okay. So on this episode of Horror Nights in Podcast, we will be discussing the movie The Ritual. So I'm going to start by giving you the Rotten Tomatoes and the IMDb rating, a short synopsis of the film, and then a lengthy uh, dissection and discussion of the plot characters ending. And uh, then we're going to go into my overall honest and horrific opinion. So definitely stick around until the end. So The Ritual, you can watch this movie on Netflix. That's where I watched it yesterday. Uh, So Rotten Tomatoes gave The Ritual a 73% with 59% of the audience liking it. IMDb gave this film a 6.3 out of 10. So... Um, the synopsis of this film is a group of college friends reunite for a trip to the forest, but encounter a menacing presence in the woods that's stalking them. Um, the ritual was released February 9th, 2018 on Netflix with a running time of 94 minutes. It was directed by uh, David Bruckner and written by Adam Neville, Neville and John, or sorry, uh, Joe Barton. The director also worked on VHS and Southbound. So this movie was actually suggested by, um, uh, Michelle Swoop, who is a contributing writer with Dread Central, Nightmarish Conjuring, Ghastly Grinning, and Horror, uh, Newsnet. So thank you, Michelle, for this. Um, you can follow her on Twitter at redhead from mars so it's just r-e-d-h-e-a-d-f-o-r-m-m-a-r-s so thank you michelle for that um so if you guys i know a lot of people commented on this post so i'm going next week and the following week i'm going to be picking from that selection and then whoever i pick i'll give you a shout out um because that's nice of me and I think that you guys are great and I want to give you all the recognition in the world because I wouldn't be doing this if you guys weren't listening (laughs) um so actually I didn't think I had seen this movie until I started looking up the gifts to put on my twitter so Chris my significant other if you haven't heard um if I haven't said his name I think I said his name in other podcasts but his name is Chris um we actually watched this movie when we first started dating. Um, so was, we probably watched it back in like January. Um, so I have seen this movie before, but I think I was like, I fell asleep or like I wasn't paying attention in the beginning. Um, so either way, let's get into the movie. So as I said, this is on Netflix. Go check it out if you haven't. Um, then you can come back to this podcast or keep listening if you have or you like me, you prefer spoilers. I'm a weirdo. I actually uh, looked up the spoilers for Avengers Infinity War um, and um, before I'm actually going to see it. I have not seen it yet. But the reason, guys, please don't get mad at me. The reason that I looked up the spoilers was because my sister was going to go see it and... um, she was like bursting at the seams to talk about it. So I was just like, whatever, I don't think I'm going to watch the movie anyway. So just just tell me what happened. Because she couldn't talk to anybody about it because my family and my parents don't really watch it. And my brother hadn't seen it yet. And I obviously am not a fan of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I was just like, whatever, just tell me what happened then. So she told me and I didn't really understand it. But then last weekend, Chris and I watched uh, Infinity Wars. Oh, I'm sorry, Endgame. I'm sorry. See, I suck, guys. I looked up the spoilers for Endgame, <laughs> but I watched Infinity War last week. So, what I'm trying to say is, I do like the Avengers movie now, and I definitely want to see Endgame, even though I already know what happened. But as I said to Corley, back to what I was just talking about, I actually prefer spoilers. Um, I don't really even, uh, so back to the movie, I didn't recognize any of the actors as being super well-known. Um, so 
First, we were introduced to Luke, who's in a bar with his four friends, Robert, Phil, Hutch, and Dom, and it seems like they're planning their next lad trip. Um, We can tell they're old pals and have made a pretty tight bond over the years. So they decide to go hiking on what's called the King's Trail. Uh, The trail runs between Sweden and Norway. Um, So it seems there is some tension between them all, like as they're getting older, uh, to plan their trip at brunch instead of a night out. So it seems these guys are a little bit older. They're probably into their 30s. Um, They're married. They have kids. I believe everybody but Luke is kind of settled down. Um... So then we see uh, that Luke and Robert now are inside of a liquor store, and they're kind of chit-chatting, and they're going down the aisles getting a bottle of vodka, Um, and they go to turn to go to the front of the store, and we see that the... The employee behind the counter has a battered face, and we see the cause is because two junkies are actually robbing the store. Um, So then we see the two junkies come out from the back, and they're, you know, they have one of the other workers, and they're kind of just, like, holding him up. And we see Luke kind of, like, slide back and hide himself behind a shelf, leaving Robert to to face the two junkies alone. Um, They start taking his belongings, like his wallet, his watch, and then they ask for his wedding ring. Um, and Robert pretty much refuses to give them the wedding ring. Um, The two junkies don't see Luke. We see that Luke is holding a bottle of vodka, and it looks as if he's going to go hit one of the junkies over the head with it, but we're really not 100% sure. Um, So Robert refuses to give up the wedding ring, which pisses the one junkie off, and the junkie hits him in the face with what I think is like a bat, and it slices open his cheek. Um, Robert then falls to the ground. And we also see that Luke is pretty much kind of letting this happen. The junkie then um, smashes the back of Robert's head, and we can pretty much assume that he's dead because there's a a lot of blood. So nice job, Luke. Um, You didn't help your friend out any at all. You definitely win Best Friend of the Year award. Um, We cut to the next scene. We see the friends are now in northern Sweden six months after the incident. Um, We then get each of the friends waking up, and we learn that they are taking the hiking trip that Robert wanted to take, and it takes about three days to finish. Uh, so, um, where they're hiking is very cold. The mountains are monstrous. Um, then they get to the top of this hill and they do a shrine to Robert with photos and candles. Um, so there is some tension between them all, um, because we aren't sure what Luke actually told them what happened the night of the incident, or of course they might just hold some anger towards Luke, um, because he didn't stop what happened, uh, at the liquor store. So Hutch and Luke are now standing alone in the hill, and they spot the lodge and the lights in the distance, which is their final destination. So it's like the end of their trip. Um, So now we are into the next day, which I assume is the last day of their hike, and it's raining, and the wind is howling, and it's just treacherous. Um, Dom, a little bit heavier. Um, he's hating life. He basically tells Sweden to suck it. And then he trips and he sprains his meniscus, which obviously is in your knee. And that definitely made me cringe because I have hurt my knees plenty of times. So I feel for Dom this whole time. Um, Hutch then tells them they have another 14 hours of hiking. So they try to find a shortcut that takes them through the forest, which, um, will I think, I think it'll like cut the trip in half. Um, Dom then tells them that he can walk and tells them that they're going to take the quicker route. They then start their journey into the woods. And I'm definitely getting like Blair Witch slash The Witch vibes. Um, so then we have some of the horror movie elements that come to play. There's no cell phone service. The compass isn't working. And of course, it's super quiet. Um, their spirits are still high, though, as they take selfies of themselves. And they're kind of chatting a little bit. Um, they're not getting deeper into the woods. The trees are getting closer together, and we can see they're, they're, you know, they're starting to get hungry. They're talking about the food that they're going to have at the lodge and how, like, they're going to be like, oh, I want a steak and a pint. Like, I can't do the accent at all, but <laughs> um, I had the subtitles on, of course, because I always have the subtitles on. You guys listen to my other podcasts, you know that I love me some subtitles. Chris always gets mad when we watch things with subtitles, and I'm like, listen, I got to know what's going on. <laughs> Those some things you, you can't catch if you don't have the subtitles on. Um, so 
We then get more of a backstory on the gang, and we realize, or we we find out that they all went to college together. So they definitely have been friends for probably about fifteen years, um, maybe longer if they knew each other before college. Um, we then get a jump scare, and it's an animal gutted. It's an elk, actually gutted, hanging from some tree branches. The gang then decides they need to keep moving because whatever did that to the elk is close because the gutted animal is still bleeding. Uh, Cut to the next scene. It's heavily raining and storming. Hut suggests they pitch their tents. Luke then spots some kind of symbols on a tree and alerts the others, uh, which Hutch... And then Hutch spots a house that has been boarded up directly behind this tree. Um, Hutch and Luke then break into the house. Luke then hears a weird, eerie noise that nobody else hears. They are all now inside the house, and they spot the same symbols that were on the tree um, carved into the wood on um, some of the... Some of the, uh, the house, the house beams, um, and it is dark and stormy, so perfect setting uh, for a scary movie. Luke is still worried about the weird animal noises he heard while the others start to find stuff to burn in the house. Um, Phil is now making his way up the stairs and starts going um, through, the, through the bedrooms that are upstairs. We also see that Luke is still transfixed on the noise he heard outside. Um, he kind of has his flashlight pointed towards the trees. Now, I rewound this, like, um, a few times, and I couldn't see anything. Um, but I assume, obviously, it was the the monster. Um, so, Phil then opens one door and calls for the others to come upstairs. We then see they're all kind of looking at some... Some weird um, man-shaped figure made out of sticks. Um, So basically, it looks like the torso of a man with no head, and it has, like, instead of hands, it's antlers. Um, And it's all made of sticks. So definitely Blue Witch vibes here. Um, Phil then says it's witchcraft because it has no head and antlers for hands. Um, They all then make their way downstairs. Uh, They're not downstairs, and the fire is going, and they're talking about what the thing upstairs could be. They delve into a little bit of Nordic history, but then decide who knows what they worship out there in the middle of the woods. We also learn that this area of the world, the sun actually doesn't shine for six months. They also banter back and forth about leaving the woods and just hiking the normal route they wanted, but Hutch insists it's fine. The gang is all asleep now, and we see that Luke is still awake as we continue to hear the strange animal noises. We then get like a weird flash of light, and we realize that Luke is dreaming. So in his dream, he is back in the same liquor store where Robert was killed, except the ground is the forest. He then notices he has blood on his shirt, and then he hears screaming. We see that he is now outside the cabin and runs back inside. Hutch is screaming as Luke wakes him up. And Dom is also having a nightmare. Uh, he wakes up, but Phil is missing until they hear a creak above them. Uh, Luke finds Phil naked, kneeling in front of the weird man creature statue upstairs, and he comes to and is also very, very traumatized and very confused as to why he is up there. Um, so they all seem very alarmed. They're very disheveled. Uh, they try to get out of the house as soon as they can. And as they go outside, they see more symbols on the trees. They then start bickering back and forth until Dom spots a path and decides to take it, even though Hutch warns it's not the right direction. So this whole time, Hutch is like, we got to go southwest. we got to go southwest. And this path goes, like, east. I don't know. <laughs> um, so as soon as... Um, They get on the new path. Phil starts to bring up how and why they were all having nightmares and how he was found naked praying to the thing. So obviously he's very traumatized by finding himself kneeling in front of the statue. Um, Dom, and also um, keep in mind that Luke has weird markings on his chest that he hasn't told his friends about. Dom then spots the stumps of trees along the path that says they were man-made and how they were getting somewhere now. Uh, Hutch is getting more pissed and wants to get off the path and head towards the right path through the woods. Um, but this path leads them to another cabin to which they quickly pass because they're, they're like, eh, I don't think we're going to stop in there. So at this point, Dom is slowing down the whole group because of his knee. 
I feel for you, Dom. I know that shit hurts. Luke then uh, takes off his pack and runs up to the ridge to see if he can spot anything. As he nears the top, there is nothing but endless trees and woods. Uh, He then spots what looks like to be a human hand wrapped around a tree trunk, and then it kind of slowly unwraps itself and then runs toward him. He then runs away. He makes it back down to the rest of the gang and tells them that there's something in the woods. Um, This is when he pulls down his shirt to reveal the weird bleeding marks that are on his chest and nobody knows what they're from or what they're for or what it means then the truth starts to kind of come out between the group dom tells luke they wouldn't even have been here in the woods if it wasn't for him um dom and luke then go back and forth and dom pretty much calls luke a coward for not fighting back when robert needed his help luke then grabs his pack and walks off with hutch behind him he then confronts confronts hutch and asks if they all feel the same way and he pretty much says yeah we all think that you're a big pussy um the gang then continues through the woods and they come upon a tent that is hidden under some overgrown plants they then find a wallet with a photo of a family with a credit card that expired in 1984 hutch then tries to reason with the group saying the lodge will report them missing if they haven't checked in yet so they have about four hours until they have to check into the lodge Um, It's also starting to get dark again, and they are beginning to ration food. So at this point, um, they're just trying to get out of the woods. They're trying to get out of the forest. Um, Hutch and Luke are now devising a plan that Luke goes off by himself and tries to find help because Dom's knee is getting worse, and Phil is still shaken up from the other night and also has some injuries because he doesn't have the right kind of hiking boots. Um, Luke is now in his tent and he hears branches breaking and heavy footsteps and the monster roaring in the distance. He then pokes his head out and sees he is looking at the scene again with Robert and the two junkies, but this time one junkie looks over at him with some weird ass eyes and the whispers, coward, before he, before we hear the creature roaring again, as soon as, and then he, like Luke, like pokes his head out and looks over and we see like one of the tents, like whip back, um, so he wakes up and um, to, to Phil screaming and Hutch is missing. They then hear Hutch screaming and the creature roaring. So they can't see Hutch and they can't see the creature, but they can hear them kind of a few feet away screaming. Luke then goes running after them while the others behind him until Dom convinces them to go back to their tent and packs because they're going to get themselves turned around. I apologize if you guys hear people talking. I think there's people outside. All right, hold on. I'm going to give me a second, guys. I'll be right back. All right, guys, I'm not mad at it. Somebody's getting married. So where I live, there is a big river and it has like really pretty scenery in front of it. So a lot of people do a lot of their wedding pictures. I've never actually seen someone get married there, but um, I just went over to my window and I was like listening to see what it was. And it's a I just heard, like, who gives this bride away, and I was like, oh, okay, someone's getting married, so hopefully it's not too loud. Maybe you guys don't even know what I'm talking about. I just know that the that the Blue Yeti is very sensitive to all the noises around, so hopefully if you guys hear, like, a <laughs> noise, it's, it's just somebody getting married. It's fine. Um, so where were we? Where were we? Where were we? Um, so... They basically, um, Dom says, we have to get back to the tents because we we don't want to get ourselves turned around. Um, We see that day has broke, but they're still in the woods without any of their things. I think the only thing they have is like a flashlight. They then turn and see that Hutch is now hanging from a tree, gutted just as the elk was when they first came into the woods. Um, So then they're able to get Hutch down off of the tree. Um, They kind of take... the things off of his body that they would need to get through the woods. Um, Dom is kind of just saying, we can't just leave his body here. So that's when they decide to cover Hudge's body in sticks uh, before moving on. Phil is starting to lose it a little and says that the thing that did that to him... Um, I'm sorry. Phil is starting to lose it a little and says it was that thing that did it to him. Um, by that, he means, you know, the creature that they keep seeing, the monster they keep seeing. Um, he also says it was the house... Um, He says, like, it was that house. We had those nightmares and it followed us, didn't it? To which Luke says, yeah, pretty much. Um, Dom then um, 
tells them they're both crazy, and it was the people who lived in the woods. Um, and at this point, Dom's obviously pissed, and he's like, it's the people in the woods! And Luke is like, shut up, like, we have to keep going, we have to keep going in the direction that Hutch told them to go to get out of the woods. So, obviously, we have to go southwest, we have to go southwest, and the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, Haha, southwest is a plane, airplane company. Um... Fly southwest. Anyway, the next scene, the group has spotted a stream, and we also see footsteps leading away from the stream. They pretty much decide not to follow them and continue to head southwest. Um, we then see the monster is behind them, and it it's following them. Phil then slips, and Luke goes to help him. Phil then says the thing got inside of his head um, at the house. Luke then uh, comes to a clearing and is able to see the end of the forest. About, mm, it, they I mean, they still got a ways to go, but he can see the clearing. Um, but before that, there's a line of what looks like, like a campfire or something, like a whole line of campfires. Um, he then calls for Phil and Dom to see it too, but they're MIA. Luke then spots Phil with a flashlight saying, we heard something, but then is nabbed by the monster and he is dragged into the woods. So I like that we were able to follow him because he still had the flashlight. So it's kind of like we know in the direction that he's going because the flashlight is behind or the flashlight is obviously still in his hand. Um, Luke then goes to run, but he actually ends up slamming into a tree. Um, we then see he is looking at the liquor store scene again and Robert's bloody face telling him that he can't run. We then see him come to come out of the liquor store and face his friends Um Phil is holding the flashlight up, and we are transported back to the woods again. Luke then grabs the flashlight and calls for his friends, and but instead gets the creature roaring and the branches breaking instead. Um, he then swings the flashlight over, and he spots Dom. Now they're both hiding and realizing that they were hunted by the monster. Um, they then decide they need to run. They then hear rustling close by and see that the monster has come through the trees. They then stumble onto the path with a fire lining. Um, it's like fire lining it on tree stumps. So it's like these tree stumps are on fire leading them. Um, he then spot, they then spot Phil's body. Who's now hanging from the tree and gutted just as Hutch's was. And just how the, just how the elk was in the beginning of the movie. Um, they also spot a house and they run towards it. They swing back the door and they fall into the house. We then hear music playing. We see an outline of someone, but before we can see who it is, someone kicks Luke in the face, sending us into the next scene where we see Dom and Luke are now tied up in a house. Um, Luke is, uh, so they, they wake up. Luke is able to see in between the logs of the house and see they're, where they're being held and sees people are, are putting up some kind of like wooden stand. Um, before they can do much else, the, the door opens and in comes two men and a woman. The woman then offers Luke some water and pulls down his shirt to reveal his markings. She then moves her shirt down, and we see that she has the same markings. Um, they then take Dom upstairs, and we can only hear his yelling and screams. Um, a younger woman now comes into the cabin and puts her hands over Luke's ears and says, They prepare for sacrifice. It'll be over soon. In the next scene, Dom is placed back with Luke and is badly hurt with a bloody face. Luke asks if he's okay, but Dom instead tells Luke about the nightmare that he had. So remember, guys, they all had different nightmares. Luke's nightmare is obviously the pain that he holds from the liquor store scene with Robert. Um, he then tells Luke that he dreamt these people sacrificed him to the thing and that he was going to die here. Um, his wife's name is Gail as well, and he says, I saw Gail before I died. Um, he then tells Luke that when he survives... Um, to burn this fucking place to the ground behind you. So Dom is pretty much, he knows that whatever he's dreaming is going to come true. He knows he's going to die there. And he's basically telling Luke to light the place on fire. Um, so then we have, um, sorry guys, <laughs> got lost. Um, I'm also like low key trying to hear the wedding in the background. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so in the next scene, we see that Dom is pretty much living out his nightmare. He is being chained to this wooden pole and he's sacrificed to the monster. We then see Luke is trying to get out of the ropes, um, the ropes off of his tied hands and he ends up like breaking his own thumb. Um, so with a little under 20 minutes left to go, we see Dom's wife, Gail, step out of the woods, but obviously, obviously it's the creature, um, 
as he's being sacrificed. Um, so <clears throat> he basically impales him onto a big ass tree. So we see this creature come out of the woods. We then see him get really close to Dom and then pick him up and then impale him onto a tree. Um, we are now back with Luke and the same younger woman. She's now feeding him and we find out some dirt on the monster. So apparently the monster is an ancient god, um, a part of the uh, Norse mythology, um, contrasted with gods and other figures. She also adds the monster is a bastard offspring of Loki, who is a cunning trickster who has the ability to change its form. So apparently these people worship it so they can live forever by human sacrifice, a.k.a. the ritual. So also tying back to Avengers, because why not? Obviously, you guys know Loki actually does the same thing in the Avengers. So... Who the fuck did Loki have sex with that created this nasty-ass-looking monster? (laughs) So we also see that she has the markings on her chest as well. And this monster basically keeps the ones that have the most pain, and he takes it away, but only if you worship him. Luke then says, nah, I'm not like you, and then she leaves. He then uh, continues to try and untie himself and is finally able to do so. Um, He then starts creeping out of the house, and we see that where he's being held is where they keep all the stuff that they find from their prisoners, which I can assume that this is where they keep all their their, um, human sacrifices. So as Luke is trying to escape, we hear weird raspy voices growling and chanting. He then grabs a torch and opens a room filled with the same kind of stick relic things that are also alive. Um, they are sitting in front of another stick relic thing and which I assume there, what I assume, what I, my interpretation of this whole, Room is that each of the stick figures represent each of the uh, members of the community, and the thing that they're sitting in front of is the actual monster. Um, so he basically starts setting these things on fire. Um, so he he has the fire in his areas, the torch in his hand, um, and he, yeah, he just casually starts lighting them on fire. He then comes back down the stairs, and he's greeted by the same old woman, um, who he then punches in the face, and she kind of just falls over. Um, he then grabs a rifle, and he finds two shells as the monster is coming out of the forest, um, and all the people are kneeling on the ground in front of it. Um, the house is obviously starting to crumble above him because it's on fire. And he goes to around a corner, and he is met with another worshiper. Um, he then goes to pull the trigger, and nothing happens, but that he is able to unjam it and kill the guy. Um, we now see the creature is at the door, and it has human arms, body like a horse or an elk with big antlers, tusks, and arms. Um, so it's uh, like a quad... Gelat- I don't even know what the word is. <laughs> um, it's just a big-ass monster. Um, and it has like arms, <laughs> but it has like antlers, and then it also has like four arms, like human arms. Um, so we um, we then see that he is able to unjam, and then he kills that person, and then we see the creature. Um, uh, so Luke then shoots it and starts. Um, galloping towards him but as i said earlier the monster is a trickster so we see the liquor store lights above him and the shelves even though he's in the forest so the first time i watched this movie i was really confused to this part um but i feel like i i I, if i had been paying attention the whole time from the beginning i still would have been kind of confused until i did my research now for this podcast and i was just like oh that makes sense because he is the bastard son of loki so obviously he would have some of loki's uh, talents. Um, so, uh, the monster then, um, the monster then cuts him off and sends him flying. Luke then spots the edge of the forest, but before he can make it, the creature grabs him and lifts him up and makes him kneel before him. Luke then, uh, gets up, but the creature pushes him back down again. And we see Robert's bloody face is now laying next to Luke. Uh, we also see that Luke has um, the axe. He also has an axe. Um, so before when he shot one of the, the seconds, um, before when he shot the second guy, he stole his um, <laughs> he stole his axe. So he has the axe now, um, and he 
he gets up and he hits the monster with the axe as it clears the forest. We then see the creature cannot pass the forest grounds. We then hear the creature roar and Luke roars back before venturing off. And then the credits roll. Okay, so um, that was the whole movie. Uh, I watched an interview with the actors and they actually, uh, they brought up that the movie centers on masculinity and also failed masculinity and how the film centers on male bonding. The director also noted that he wanted the audience to find a connection to the characters and how hard it is to keep male friendships going after a period of time. Um, I really liked the actors. I believed that, um, obviously, this is my honest and horrific opinion time, guys, if you hadn't noticed. (laughs) So anyway, uh, I really liked the actors. I believe that they had been friends for a long time. Maybe it's their accents. I'm not really sure, but I think they played their roles really, really well. Um, I liked the backstory with Robert and how they all came together to do what he suggested before he was killed. Um, The film is essentially Luke dealing with the pain and guilt of losing a friend and also losing himself. I think the film stood well on its own with or without the Nora folklore, but then it wouldn't have been a horror film. It would have been like a drama. Um, It would have been, it also would have uh, been more like the movie with Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, called The Jungle, which is also a great film if you guys haven't seen that. So if you like that kind of like survival forest movie, (laughs) human survival in the forest, um, I would go watch the movie Jungle. It's not a horror movie. It's actually based on a true story. Um, It was a fascinating movie. I really, really enjoyed it. Daniel Radcliffe did an amazing job. So this movie kind of reminded me of a mix of like Jungle, Blair Witch Project, and The Witch. Um, The scenery in this film is also fantastic. The... the, um, the mountains and the forests. Uh, the score of the movie is also great. It creates the general in when needed and at times like completely silent. The pacing of the film is a little slow at times, but that's because I get anxious and I want things to happen quickly. So my stress goes up while waiting for something to happen, which also could be a positive when it comes to horror films, of course, because, you know, they want you to, they want you to feel emotion when you watch horror movies. Um, so getting back to the monster itself, um, to go with this month's theme, the director actually wants in only small bits of the creature to be seen until the very end of the movie. I really like the idea of the monster manipulating his prey and making them see what he wants to. Um, which, as I, as I said before, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that's what Loki does in the Avengers films. Um, does this creature scare me? Yes, of course. It's like 15 feet tall and has like, you know, four arms and then like antlers. Um, would I watch this film again? Mm, probably not, but it doesn't make it a bad movie. If you guys listened to my podcast last week that opened, you know, the Monster Movie Month with Jaws, and you know I either have sympathy for the monster or, you know, the monster isn't that scary. Obviously, don't have sympathy for this monster um, because he does know what he's doing, and he is an asshole, and he is killing people. And, um, you know, I actually, actually, as I was film- or filming, as I was recording this podcast, I had a kind of hypothesis or theory, I don't know if you want to say, um, the little girl, I'm sorry, um, the, the younger woman that's helping, um, that helps Luke, not even really helps him, but kind of explains what the fuck's going on and everything, um, I have a theory that it's actually the little blonde girl that's in the photo that they found, um, with the credit card from 1984. That's just my theory. I could be wrong. Um, she actually did get killed. I didn't mention that. She got, like, speared or something (laughs) by the creature itself. Um, so, um, yes, overall, I did like this movie. Um, if you guys listen to Jaws and you know that I'm not a huge fan of monster movies, but you guys picked it, you picked the theme for this month and I always like a good challenge. Um, I don't know, I guess I just don't find animals and creatures, monsters, very scary. Um, most of the time I think they're just misunderstood. (laughs) I sound like an activist again. I'm not an activist for this, this thing though. I'm not an activist for the, for the monster and the ritual. It was more like, I don't know, I guess, I guess I liked the movie. I just, I don't know. I guess I just didn't like the monster aspect of it. I guess I wish that it was more just a witch, but it, then again, it would just, it would make it like, I think I was reading the comments for, um, I was, when I was watching the interview, the comments, it was like, it was like, um, London's version of the Blair Witch Project is the ritual. Um, which I guess is true. I, I would have preferred to be an actual witch maybe, or some like witchcraft, not so much a monster, but 
I mean, the folklore part's really cool. Um, as I said, I had to do research to figure out why um, they were getting tricked into seeing like the the uh, the gas station and why why Luke was or why Dom was getting tricked to see his wife. Um, I don't think that we find out what the other two are having night. We we might have. I don't I don't particularly remember at this point because they didn't write it all down. Um, but overall, I did like the movie. I probably won't watch it again. I mean, maybe if they didn't have that weird... I don't know. I don't know, guys. I just... I don't find monsters scary because I don't obviously believe in monsters. I think human beings are the worst monsters in the world. Um, but this is... I'm not... <laughs> I'm not taking it. I'm taking... I guess I'm taking it literally, the theme, and there being actual monsters. Um, so... Overall, I did enjoy this movie. I loved the scenery. I loved the story. I loved the friendship between all of them. Um, I loved who they picked. I loved, um, you know, them going through the woods. I was actually listening to one interview, and the the main character who plays Luke, the actor, he said um, this movie could stand on its own with just the the friends getting through the forest um, and, you know, essentially coming out of the forest without a monster and finding themselves. Because as I said, Luke completely lost himself um, after his, after, after Robert died. Oh, and another thing I wanted to point out that <laughs> Luke literally watched all of his friends, closest friends die. So me, I want to know what happens. Like what happened? Like how, how did you explain that? To, Cause remember he said, I'm pretty sure Luke is the only one that doesn't have kids or a wife. Like they all had, all of his friends were married and had kids. Like I'm pretty sure Hutch uh, had two kids and a wife. Obviously, Dom had a wife. I'm well, not 100% if he had kids. Pretty sure Phil um, had a wedding ring on, and of course Robert also had a wedding ring on. Because as I said, the the junkies tried to to, to um, the junkies tried to steal it, um, or the, they took it from him when after they killed him. Um, and I know that he had kids, so it's kind of just like. Luke needs some like intense therapy after all of this for sure. Um, so yeah, that's the thing that I always wonder about in, uh, horror movies. Like what happens after? Like people need like a shit ton of therapy. I know in final destination two, um, I remember the, the chick who survived, um, she was in like that padded room and then obviously she came out, she got killed. Um, but I always wonder like, as normal human beings, like you can't just go about your daily life after this, you know, like you have to really <laughs> like, so, okay. So let's say Luke gets to the lodge and he's covered in blood, completely dirty, no shoes. And he has an ax covered in blood. Like the people at the lodge are going to fucking call the police, you know? And then like the police are going to show up and he's going to be like, Oh, all my friends are dead. <laughs> I suck. He's not a fucking leprechaun. Um, he's obviously going to say, like, all my friends are dead. Um, they were killed by, you know, a community in the middle of the forest and, and a monster. So it's just, like, there could be a sequel, I guess. But I don't know. I don't think there will be. But, I mean, if there is, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. And then, But I'm just saying, like, I always wonder about whatever happens to these people after these horror movies, like whatever happens to like, you know, Jessica Beale after she escapes the Texas chainsaw massacre family, like, and the little kid, does she raise that child? Like what, what, like what's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how do you lead a normal life after shit like this happens? But I don't know, I guess, it's, I guess you could, you could correlate that back to people in the media who, you know, were kidnapped for so many years and then, you know, they're, they end up like committing suicide, killing themselves because they just can't, they can't have a normal life. Um, or they're just, you know, super just fucked up for the rest of their lives and just need constant 24 seven attention, that kind of thing. So I don't know. I don't know. I was always curious to know that stuff. So yeah. Um, I think that's going to be it for this episode of Horror Nights in Podcast. Um, that is my honest and horrific opinion on The Ritual. It is still on Netflix. You can stream it right now if you have Netflix. Did you like this movie? Did you hate it? Uh, what's your honest and horrific opinion on The Ritual? Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Horror Nights in Podcast with me, your host, Crystal. Please remember to follow me on my podcast, whatever app you use. And if you could just rate Horror Nights in Podcast 5 out of 5 or whatever you feel um on itunes if you enjoyed my show i greatly appreciate it i love hearing from you guys um yeah so i'm gonna chat with you guys next week for another episode of horror nights and podcast bye guys have a good week
meaningless. A world where life and death are meaningless. And pain is God. What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie?